You're on the sport, Jack and Joel, with you. Hopefully having a great time wherever you are at the Sport FM, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram is uh, is our handle. So make sure you go there and like us. Uh, and uh, we're just about to wrap up the show, but. Uh, uh, if you want to send us a quick SMS, we'd love to hear that you're listening. 0485 866 981, uh, all our sporting fans. But, um, well, for most of the country, it's a race that stops the nation, Joel. Um, it and does. it was a terrific event and terrific race yesterday. Um, and, well, one of our great friends, we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, and I seriously don't know how he does this. <laughs> How he can be involved in all races at Flemington, give all his heart and soul into all the races, particularly the biggest race of the year, and then hop on a plane, get to a different country, and then race again the next night. It's incredible. Just extraordinary. And that's our great friend, live from Hong Kong, and that's Zachy Purton. G'day, Zach! Nice to be on, boy. Nice to chat again, buddy. We're just talking off air. I mean, seriously, I've got no idea how you do it. Can you just ra- go? I mean, you have to go through it again because we just spoke about it off air. But can you just go through it again? What it is to finish up at Flemington late yesterday afternoon and get ready to go to Hong Kong or Happy Valley tonight? Like, can you just give us the you know the twenty six hours in between? You know, it's pretty easy because the flight from Melbourne back to Hong Kong uh, with Cafe doesn't leave till 1am. So, you know, the last race I, I think might have been 5.30 or maybe 6 o'clock, I, I can't quite remember. But um, we've got uh, got plenty of time to kill, so it was just a matter of going back to the hotel, uh, going to the restaurant, having a nice seat. Obviously, I rode 53, so I took five weeks getting my weight down to ride in the cup um, <laughs> and make sure I did it properly. So I was looking forward to having... A nice decent meal, so I had uh, had a good steak and got some good food into me. Had a few drinks uh, and then killed some time. I didn't have to leave until eleven o'clock to go to the airport. So yeah, it's just uh, I wasn't in a hurry. I was able just to cruise along. Well, that's that's wonderful, and it just I mean, it's, it's good that the, the airline um, does that so well and making sure it's easier for you. But still, even sort of getting up this morning and getting ready to go again. I mean, you must be exhausted. I feel pretty good, actually. Um, yeah, plane landed at 7 o'clock this morning, and to be honest, I could have gone straight to the races and rode um, from, from touchdown. So, yeah, I seem to travel quite well. And the time zone between Hong Kong and Australia is very convenient. Obviously, Australia at the moment is three hours ahead, so by the time uh, there's sort of not really any jet lag, and by the time you get on, have your sleep, wake up, you're in another country, you walk off the plane, you feel pretty good, so... Yeah, I could have could have gone to the races, but um, I've been at home preparing for tonight's meeting and had a, a short rest during the day today as well, just to try and kill a little bit of time and keep myself out of the, out of the kitchen. Zach, obviously we had um, Melbourne Cup yesterday. What was your preparation leading into uh, the big day? So I landed um, just after lunchtime on Monday, um, went to the hotel, checked in. I had to do that short. Uh, interview I did with Bossy that went on Channel 10. So we did that. I went to the gym to get on the scales and make sure I was the right weight. Um, went back to the room, had a sweat, got in the bath, lost um, the required amount of weight, which wasn't wasn't too much. And then just had uh, yeah, nice salad, light meal, and went to bed. So that's, uh, that took care of Monday. And then Tuesday morning, just got up and got ready for the races. 
Yes, and, and what, what's the feeling like as a, as a jockey and you are one of the fancies to, to win the Melbourne Cup? I mean, do you wake up nervous still uh, ahead of the big races or are you still sort of cool, calm and collected? Uh, you've done this, been around the block a few times and uh, you're fine with it. Yeah, I'm pretty cool, um, calm and relaxed about things. Of course, you get excited because it's a big race and you're in Australia and it's the Melbourne Cup. Uh, and you have a live chance so and there's so much that goes into the, the lead up or the build up to these races um, and then on the day itself you know the, the whole day everything is just building up towards that one race um, at that moment you, of course you get introduced to the crowd uh, and then you've got to start focusing on what you need to do and you know there's a, a large number of horses in the race um, and it's over a longer distance so there's a lot um, that goes into it you just got to make sure you get the right spot, the right rhythm, um, give your horse every chance if you can. And at the end of the day, if they're good enough, they win. If they're not, then you know, hopefully next year. Yes, and you, 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 you had an early win as well. I think it was race one that you got up, so that would have filled you with a bit of confidence. Yeah, it was nice to start the day with that winner. Um, Tony and Kelvin have always um, been good to me when I've been down there on that day. They always try and put me on a nice ride. and. They managed to give me that winner, and then I just got beat in the Greys race as well. So I had a first and second leading into the cup, and I thought, we're in good form. This might be the day, but uh, unfortunately, I, uh, I was in front for a very brief moment before I was passed by the winner. And, Zach, one of the great things about observing the Melbourne Cup is when the races hit the final straight and the crowd is in the background, do you sort of, uh, sort of notice the crowd running around? Are you sort of just head in the game? You don't notice it at that stage of the race. Uh, you notice it the first time up the straight when you come to the winning post the first time. The crowd gets quite uh, vocal at that point in time and you can clearly hear it then because we're all sort of in our position and we're just cruising along um, just trying to get our horse into the right rhythm. But when you come back into the straight at the 400 metre mark, you don't notice it at that point in time, especially if you're... Uh, in in that position to be competing to try and win it, you're in the zone, you're in the bubble, um, and you're focusing on your job. It's not until your horse starts to give ground and the winner or the, or the horses that are uh, finishing stronger sort of go past you and you feel like your race is over, that then you can start to hear, hear the crowd again. Yes, and uh, as I was saying, and you, you just missed it. Uh, it's 200 metres too long. Uh, the Melbourne Cup this year, I feel, and I'm going to start protesting that it's just a 3K race from next year onwards, uh, just so you can win one, Zach. Um, is that how you felt? Yeah, I must say I was happy with the position that I was in. I was happy with how the race was being run. Uh, at the 1,500-metre mark, obviously some pressure coming to the race and the leaders started to... Um, get away from the rest of the field a little bit and, and the tempo really increased um, from that point in time a long way from home. Uh, unfortunately, the horse I was following that John Allen was on that ended up finishing last started to give ground about half mile from home. Ryan Moore on Vorban was able to shift him out and started to put himself into the race. So I had to pop out a little bit earlier than I would have liked and start to roll into the race. The leaders were starting to, to give ground and stop uh, as well, so it was the right time to be flowing into it, especially on a horse that I thought could run a strong 4,000 metres because he's won over that distance. Um, and, yeah, we, we come into the race full of running. I was really happy with the way he was travelling and thought I was going to be a good chance, but uh, after we straightened and I went to let him down, I immediately <laughs> felt like I was 
I was going to battle because he didn't lengthen and, and run away like I thought uh, he might have. But anyway, that's, uh, that's the way things go. And I think history will show that the best horse ended up winning the race. And Mark gave him a great ride too. So uh, he was probably a little bit overlooked. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned that. I mean, the, the, you mean talking about your horse, uh, absurd. I mean, it was it was it was a great ride by yourself. But so you, so you know um, that uh, the horse wasn't going to respond at that moment. I mean, how do you how do you deal with that? Well, there's not much you can do uh, if they're not lengthening and they're not accelerating and they're not um, attacking the line. Then. I can't run for them if, if they've uh, they run their race and they're going up and down in the one spot. Then that's uh, I've just got to accept that. But um, you know, in hindsight, maybe he didn't have the class to be able to win the race. Maybe it wasn't quite run to suit him. You know, hi from Telstra. Your oh. internet. Oh, not Telstra. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we have to stop him then. Oh, gosh. I think... Uh, <laughs> the coverage companies in Australia today. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking off air about how Optus uh, oh, just absolutely left just, us in the dark today. Just dropped out. That's uh, it's really annoying. Oh, boy. Uh, but <laughs> that was Zach Burton talking about the Melbourne Cup. Uh, and yeah, what a race! I mean, I thought he did very well with uh, what he, he, he was. He looked good. Mm. Uh, very good, yeah. As, as we mentioned, just two hundred metres too long for him. But um, look, very exciting, and um, yeah, I, I think he said, he said the right thing just before he, you know, Telstra interrupted. Um, uh, was without a fight, uh, best horse in the race, and oh, by a long way, by a long way, mm. and. Uh, not only that, the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup doubles, first time in 21 years or something like that. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, extraordinary achievement. And we've had Sam Friedman on our show mm. a couple of years ago, and he's just a very well-respected man. And um, all, you know, congratulations to him because he, he has trained uh, without a fight uh, very well. And, um, of course... Mark Zarrar as the jockey um, timed it beautifully. And if you watch that race again, he was clearly the best jockey um, in the race, oh, I feel, see. anyway, as a, mm. a non-horse racing person, same out. No, we're not, not – oh, I can speak of the same. It was an awesome <laughs> race. Like, um, but, yeah, it just showed that horse without a fight um, as they hit the final straight, the, the class and the – it just shone through and um, it won by a couple of lengths in the end and, um, yeah, it just showed how good of a horse and, well, how well it was trained. and Yep. Yeah, great great race. Great race, great race. 